Well, good morning. And uh, welcome to our uh, uh, Sunday second service here at Grace. Uh, a warm welcome to our visitors here. Uh, we have the uh, family of uh, Roland uh, Genra's uh, baptism here, and so it's so gratefully that you could come here. A lot of them are from Kamloops, so they had a bit of an early drive this morning, so good to have you here. Very excited about the baptism today. We um, have a, um, it's Reformation Sunday. What a wonderful uh, Sunday to get baptized on. And uh, we're glad to have Pastor Ed, who's back with us from the Celt Convention. And uh, so good to have you back, Ed and Denny. And Pastor's Retreat, indeed. I just have a few announcements this morning. And uh, the uh, uh, first one is uh, we have a confirmation class. Those who can't make it on Wednesdays, we have a class uh, after the baptism. And um, we also have the Samaritan Purse shoebox campaign. If you are uh, thinking about maybe doing something special over the Christmas holidays, this is a wonderful way uh, to give. And there are shoeboxes in the back. You can grab one. There's a list of things that you can put in those shoeboxes. And also there's a, a $10 donation that you can grant so the shoebox gets to the proper place. Uh, stewardship luncheon. Uh, free luncheon next week after the 10.30 service. Uh, we having uh, Kate Duskett was coming here from Baptist Housing. You know, <clears throat> we're all getting older, and we're all thinking, you know, about maybe your parents uh, or yourselves, and you're thinking, what's the future going to be? You know, how long can I stay in my own home? What are my options? Can I go into independent living? What's long-term care look like? Um, you know, how much is that going to cost? You know, how do I deal with that with, uh, with the, the finances that I have? There are so many questions when one enters into this. And so she's here to answer our questions. And uh, I think it'd be a, a wonderful way for us to be, uh, to have full knowledge of what that means for us here in the Okanagan. And so that she will be speaking while we will have lunch and also dessert. And so please come out and, uh, and enjoy that time. And um, if you have any questions, you can talk to anybody on the stewardship committee or to myself. We had a great youth event on Friday. We had laser tag. Uh, 16 kids. Uh, all I can say is after the event, I was tired and I was targeted. I think I had the lowest score. Uh, you know, it's like here I'm like, you know, this uh, late 40-something guy running around with a bunch of teenagers in the laser tag place and they saw me and think we got to get that old guy, you know. <laughs> so anyways, um, it was a lot of fun and uh, we definitely do it again. Any other announcements? None being any, then we will have the choir. I apologize, choir. I will be joining you next week for practice, okay? Come on up. And we're always looking for new members. And welcome back, Denny.
please rise. We begin our service in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are opened, all desires known, where no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, really magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us take a moment to reflect in our relationship with our Lord and with one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. <clears throat> Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for us and for his sake forgives all of our sins. As a called ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, since it's Reformation Sunday, we have to sing A Mighty Fortress. And uh, so we have Full of Grace that will also help us to lead us with that song here today. And so may we uh, um, turn to uh, the Lord and to sing this song. And, uh, and just in a sense to realize that we as Christians are always seeking the truth. Jesus. 
with you. Let us together pray the prayer of the day. Let us begin. Almighty God, gracious Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit upon your faithful people. Keep them steadfast in your word. Protect and comfort them in all temptations. Defend them against their enemies and bestow on the church your saving grace through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. This, we'll ask the Rowan's family to come forth. Uh, mom and Dad and the yeah, sponsor. Yeah, stand over here. <clears throat> In holy baptism, our gracious Heavenly Father liberates us from sin and death by joining us to the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are born children of a fallen humanity. In the waters of baptism, we are reborn children of God and inheritors of eternal life. By water and the Holy Spirit, we are made members of the church, which is the body of Christ. As we live with Him and with His people, we grow in faith, love, and obedience to the will of God. Do you present Rowan to receive the sacrament of holy baptism? I do. In Christian love, you have presented Rowan for holy baptism. You should, therefore, faithfully bring her to the services of God's house and teach her the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, and the Ten Commandments. As Rowan grows in years, you should place in her hands the Holy Scriptures and provide for her instruction in the Christian faith that living in the covenant of her baptism and in the communion with the church, Rowan may lead a godly life 
until the day of Jesus Christ. Do you promise to fulfill these obligations? We do, and we pray that the Lord help us and guide That's good, because <laughs> that's what we need. We need the <laughs> Lord. You got it right, Sebastian. Let us pray. Almighty God, at the, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan, you proclaim, proclaimed him to be your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. We remember that Jesus sanctified the water of baptism by his innocent suffering and death on the cross and by his glorious resurrection. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Holy God, mighty Lord, gracious Father, we give you thanks for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters and you created heaven and earth. By the gift of water, you nourish and sustain us and all living things. By the waters of the flood, you condemned the wicked and saved those whom you had chosen, Noah and his family. You led Israel by the pillar of cloud and fire through the sea, out of slavery and into the freedom of the promised land. In the waters of the Jordan, your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Spirit. By the baptism of his own death and resurrection, your beloved son has set us free from the bondage to sin and death and has opened the way to the joy and freedom of everlasting life. He made water a sign of the kingdom and of cleansing and of rebirth. In obedience to his command, we make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit so that Rowan may be given new life. Wash away her sin, cleanse her by this water, and bring her forth as an inheritor of your glorious kingdom. To you be given praise and honor and worship through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and evermore. Amen. Amen. I ask you to profess your faith in Jesus Christ, to reject sin and confess the faith of the church, the faith in which we baptize. Do you renounce all the forces of evil, the devil, and all his empty promises? We do. Do you believe, and let's all stand, and we'll repeat the creed together. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please come forward. At this time, um, we just ask that you can maybe be seated. seated. And, uh, and the Sunday school ch children, if they want to come up come and witness mm -hmm. the ba baptism, come on up. If you're in Sunday school, come on up. If you're in confirmation, come on up. You can sit up here in the row and, and, and uh, witness the baptism here. There we go. And Aubrey, uh, the proud sister, is here too. So that's yes, good. Yes, where's All Aubrey? Right. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, there All she right. is. Yeah, she can just stand right, right. there with them for sure. Hi, Claire. Okay, Why on. don't you come? You can come okay. right over there. Okay. Right. There you go. Right. David, could you? Rowan, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's okay. It's okay. All right. I know. It was so... David, if you could just bring this over here. How to do the prayer. Okay. Okay. God, the giver of life, look with kindness upon... Oh, no, just sorry. Um, <laughs> here we go. Okay, so with God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for freeing your sons and daughters from the power of sin and raising them up to new life through the sacred art... Oh. Holy Sacrament, pour your Holy Spirit upon Rowan, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence. Okay, we need a little joy in your presence. Amen. Amen. Rowan, child of God, you have been sealed by the, by the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're not convinced yet. I know. Amen. <laughs> Ed, can you pick that up? Oops, yeah. Hold yeah. the book. Go ahead. Roland, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Why don't you give that to Aubrey to hold there? Okay. I, I think, you know what, I'm going to have Aubrey and, and the okay. sponsor yeah. together. They can there hold you go. it, okay? There we there go. There you go. All right. All right. Aubrey, here. Go to Laura. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh, God, the giver of all life, look with kindness upon Sebastian and Sa Shannon, the father and mother of Rowan. Let them ever rejoice in the gift that you have given them. Make them teachers and examples of righteousness for Rowan. Strengthen them in their own baptism so that they may share eternally with Rowan the salvation you have given them through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Through baptism, God has made Rowan a member of the priesthood we all share in Christ Jesus, that we may proclaim and praise God and bear his creative and redeeming word to all the world. We welcome you into the Lord's family. We receive you as a fellow member of the body of Christ child of the same heavenly father and worker with us in the kingdom of God. There you go. Look at that. Now you're quiet. That's good. That's good. There you go, sweetie. All right. Well, let's welcome the newest member of the Church of Christ and Grace Lutheran Church. <laughs> It's okay, okay. <laughs> the peace of the Lord be with you always. God's peace yeah. be with you. Let us move God's around and share you. the peace with one another. Yes.
school, go downstairs, and also the uh, conferments uh, at the North X to meet up with me, okay? You're on your own. <laughs> so in celebration of the baptism, we're going to sing uh, that beautiful baptismal or hymn, uh, I was there to hear your morning cry. stand. continues with our readings. The first lesson is from the 14th chapter of the book of Revelation. Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. Here ends the reading. Today's psalm is Psalm 46. 
please read responsibly from the screen. God is our refuge and strength. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be moved. Though its waters rage and foam, the Lord of hosts is with us. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be overthrown. The nations make much ado, and the kingdoms are shaken. The Lord of hosts is with us. Come now and look upon the works of the Lord. It is he who makes war to cease in all the world. Be still then and know that I am God. The Lord of hosts is with us. The second lesson is from the third chapter of the book of Romans. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. But now, apart from the law of righteousness of God has of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement, through the shedding of his blood, to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Where, then, is boasting? It is excluded. Because of what law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Here ends the reading. Thank you, Rosie. Please rise for the gospel. This is uh, the Gospel for Reformation Sunday, and before I read the Gospel, I just want to say that, you know, if you look at Martin Luther's world at the time that the Reformation began, October 31st in the 1500s, Europe, uh, you know, it was in a very difficult state. You had diseases breaking out in cities. You had the Ottoman Turks at the door at many places in Europe. You had, you know, 
just people were, became palpably aware of the end and there was great fear. And they ran to the church for, sal for comfort, for salvation. And at that time, the church wanted to give people assurance of the forgiveness of their sins by a decree that they paid money for. And, and you look at that and you think, how in the world? How could that be? Well, if you really were, were no different today than they were then, and if you could get some kind of assurance, and even if it meant maxing all your credit cards, you had assurance. But Luther said, you can take no assurance in that. The only assurance that we have is the cross. Because the cross atones for sin. The cross results in eternal life. And that is the message of the Reformation. Now Jesus, the one who sets us free, speaks. John 8, 31 to 36. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to, of anyone. How can you say we shall be set free? And Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Please bow your heads with me for a word of prayer. Father God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our salvation. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Spirit of God, fall fresh in us today. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. So, uh, you know, when I was preparing for this Reformation Sunday, um, it was interesting how this image came back to me. Uh, and back in, uh, it was be the early 90s, uh, Danny and I were living in San Diego, and I was practicing law. And I remember this one day, it was kind of a nondescript day in, in June or May or whatever it was, and I had to meet with a client at the San Diego Trust and Savings Bank, which was right downtown, on, just off of Broadway in San Diego. And, you know, um, I was, as I was sharing with the first service, and there was a, and there was a banker back there. You know, back there, Ken, the banker, I had another banker. You know, banks put a lot of stock in real estate, and they, when, you know, when you're going to come to a bank, they don't want it to be a mobile, you know, a double wide. Who are you going to, are you going to put your strength, you're going to put your trust in a trailer? No, you have to have a bank, a building that says, we're solid. And when you put your money in this bank, it is protected. And I remember this particular bank had these big columns and big glass doors, and it was a bastion, a fortress that will protect your money. And you know what was interesting? That morning when I'm walking in there and I was going to meet my client, and I'm, you know, carrying my briefcase, and I got my suit and tie and all, and, and in front of the bank, 
is this little woman about this size. And she has white curly hair, kind of, you know, gray and salt and pepper. And she's really thin and she's really suntanned. And her skin is wrinkly. And she, her clothes are too big for her. You know, the jacket, she was so skinny that her jacket was just too big for her. And she had this big Bible in her hands and she was holding it in both hands like this. And she was looking at people walking by the bank and she said, repent, the end is near. Repent, the end is near. And that's what she keeps saying. You don't, people you don't know, but the end is near. You need to repent. Like in a really loud voice. And man, I made eye contact with her. And she looked at me and she said, repent and turn. Now, you know, most people did just like you chuckled. Because she kind of looked really weird in front of the bank. This tiny. Uh, she just didn't fit. She's screaming, repent. The end is near. Man, she, I have to tell you, she made eye contact. She said that, and it's like, it made me think about what I'm doing. Made me think about that. Made me think about, what am I doing? Where am I going? And you know, we don't hear much about that anymore. Even in the church, I mean, in the Apostles' Creed, we say Jesus came, He died, He rose, He's in heaven, He's going to come back again to judge. But do we really say to each other, repent! Think about what you're doing. Think about where you're going. Think about your life and how you're living it. I don't think we really do. We don't see it in the church. But it's important. But you know what was really interesting? I saw it on Friday. I saw a call to repentance. I saw a call that the end is near. And that was in front of the public library in Vancouver. How many of you saw that? And you had that Greta, you know that Thurnberg, that young woman? She was up there. And what is her message? Her message is repent and turn because the world's coming to an end. That was her. Well, you know, <clears throat> what is the attitude? And then not, you know, not only was Greta there, but there were 13 out of 15 kids uh, from, I think, 19, uh, age 19 to maybe age 11 that have launched a suit 
against the, well, you know, that would get my attention, wouldn't it, huh? Get a suit against the Canadian government, uh, suing them, saying that the Canadian government has known for 30 years that, that um, the emission of carbon has deleterious effects on which for the, uh, in English, that means it's bad for, uh, for kids. And the Canadian government has allowed this carbon to spewed into the atmosphere, and it's injuring children. So a lot of us, we kind of look at that and just go, come on. Come on. Why don't you kids grow up? Who put you up to this? But I was really convicted on Friday by Jesus to say, Ed, listen to them. Listen to them. Listen to the young people today. Hear what they're saying. Listen to what they're saying. They're afraid. They're, they're scared. These kids are really scared. They're scared of what? Of death. They're talking about the death of the planet. But they're talking about their own death. They're feeling their own death. They're scared. They think... that they're in control. They think that if maybe we cut carbon emissions, that maybe we have a future. They believe that. They also, you know, we live in a society that has sort of given up on law and order, really. Anything almost goes. Anything. And we're as guilty as anybody of that. Because we all feel like we can live however we want. And the most important person in the world is me. Well, you all know that I think that. That I'm the most important person in the world. I'll get over it eventually. But we all feel that way. I have rights. That's what we believe today. And you know what? I, I, I can do whatever I want. And then sometimes I may even throw in, as long as it doesn't hurt somebody. Well, that's ridiculous. Almost anything we do is going to hurt somebody. That's a silly rule. But that shows how silly me being the center of the universe is. And, and most of us believe that. But you see, these young kids, they're afraid. And we think, well, all these people are, you know, all this propaganda. I don't care about the people in the propaganda. These kids are afraid of dying. They also believe in right and wrong. They're smarter than us. They understand there's right and wrong, good and bad. But you know how they determine good and bad and right and wrong is by your carbon footprint. 
if you have a big carbon footprint, you're bad. If you have a little carbon footprint, you're good. But they're willing to talk about good and bad. Evil and righteous. They're willing to talk about it. People in my generation are not. They think you're a wingnut if you want to talk about that. Grow up, pastor. The world is the way it is. It's never changed. But these young people, they want to talk about right and wrong. They want to talk about truth. My generation and the generation before think about truth as relative. It's true. It's what my truth, my truth, my God. These kids say, no, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of relativity. I want to know truth. What an amazing opportunity for the church of Jesus Christ to reach out to kids right now that are afraid of dying, that understand that there's good and there's bad, and that we can, when we enter into this dialogue, what we find out is what? That what is bad and always evil in the Bible is when we think only about ourselves and we don't think about others. We have a common language that we can talk about. We can talk about excesses. And we can talk about how we are enslaved to the system. I mean, even the kids say, okay, I'm with you in this, so no one's going to get a cell phone once theirs breaks down. What do you think about that? How do you think they might react to that? I think the age kids get cell phones is going down, down, down pretty soon. Little Rowan here, in a few generations, she's going to have a cell phone. But you see, there's something going on in the world now that Jesus is calling us calling us to get in the dialogue with them, to help them to understand that He is the truth. He is the truth. The truth is that God is in control. The truth is that God, you know, we could say, we agree, we, we agree with you. The end is coming. We believe that as a church, that it is coming. And it will seem to be apocalyptic. But in the end, God will be revealed. The God who created the world, who sustains the world, will be revealed. And that God will create a new world that will be the per a perfection that we cannot comprehend. That's what we believe. The end is coming, and it may be near. But you know that people today believe that in 12 years, if we don't do something major, there's a tipping point, and there's an apocalypse that happens after that in 12 years. That's what kids believe. 
We have to say, you know, yeah, we agree with you that the end is coming, but not in 12 years. I'm hoping in 12 years I'll be around to say, hey, see, we made it through, and God is going to take us further. And that you're afraid of dying. I know that. We all are. But God has done something wonderful in Jesus Christ. That we can talk about the excesses in the world. That we can talk about the selfishness in the world. And we can say, come, come to us. Come experience Jesus Christ. Listen to the gospel. See how he reaches out to people that are afraid. They're afraid of dying. They're afraid of living. They're blind. They're deaf. They've got withered arms. They're paralyzed. We're all blind. We're all deaf. We're all paralyzed. But Jesus can set us free. Jesus can help us to see. Jesus will walk with us through. Jesus is in this with us. He's not a God far away. God that's in your heart and in your mind and in your soul. I mean, you can say, you know, Jesus went to this, to this, to this house where, where his friend died. And can you imagine if you were Jesus' friend and your, your brother is sick and you say, Jesus, come heal my brother. And Jesus stays away and he dies and he's in the grave for four days. And, you know, and then, then, you know, he comes and the sisters that called him the first one, Martha, she says, you know, Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother would be alive. And Jesus said, your brother will rise again. And she says, oh yeah, the resurrection, way in the future, after the apocalypse. And Jesus says to her, brings her to the present and says, no, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives believing in me will never die. So Jesus, we have eternity. We have that eternity today. And so we don't have to be afraid because we have eternity today. And he said the same thing to the thief on the cross, or the guy, uh, uh, we call him a thief on the cross. The guy, uh, I mean, the saved sinner on the cross, where Jesus says to him, you're going to be in paradise with me today. And we try to reinterpret that, so that's not what Jesus says. That is so weird to me, that somehow we'd want to change that. Because Jesus says, I say that to you so that you're not afraid, that you're not afraid of the future, that you're not afraid of the present, that you're not afraid of the past, that you can live in the present and walk into the future so that you understand you're not going to die. Your body may stop working, but you are not going to die. That's what those kids need to hear. They need to hear that. I remember when I was a kid, I was really afraid of dying because I went to a Billy Graham crusade and he said the end of the world is going to come and I was really afraid. I was just afraid. And you know what? I wish that I would have 
shared that fear instead of not sleeping because I thought I better be awake. And when you're a kid, you think if I'm awake, I'm going to be okay. So anyways, but I wish someone would have just said to me, Ed, it's okay. Jesus is with you. You don't have to. He's with you. He's going to come to people that he's not with. But man, with you, he's with you. And you don't have to be afraid of the Russians. You don't have to be afraid of that stuff. Just have faith. Because Jesus is with you. And you know, we need to talk to people about sin. We do. We have to talk to people about it. But we have to speak to it through, let Jesus tell them about it. Because when we talk about sin to people, it's just the pot calling the kettle black. Because we're sinners. How am I better than anybody? I'm worse. Let Jesus do the talking. And I think people are really open to the message. Because they're scared. I just wish, uh, you know, so I guess... I'm just saying, God, if it's your will to be the guy to talk to someone like when I was a kid and I was afraid, just to say, don't be afraid. Let me tell you about Jesus. That's what people need to hear. The church needs to be reformed. We need a reformation. Because, you know, what we do, it's like... I'd have to say reading the Bible by myself, you know, when I did later on in life, I, some of us take longer to learn. And it was like, why didn't anyone tell me this? Right? Why didn't anyone tell me this? Why didn't, tell me, why didn't anyone tell me about this Jesus? Well, you know what? We've got to turn that around. Jesus has to turn that around. He's got to say, look, don't be looking down at people that are afraid. You should be afraid too. But share. I'm there with them. I'm with them in their suffering. I'm with them in their angst and in their fear. I'm with them. And I want to tell them the truth. Because it sets people free free from fear, and fills them with faith. So you can say, you know what? I'm, I, all the pundits are saying we're done, but I don't care about them. We're not done. And did you read, did you hear in the psalm where it's like God promises, I turn it around. I mean, just think if you were an Israelite at the Red Sea. You got the Egyptians coming against you. And you think, how are we going to get out of this? We're done. And what does God do? He opens the sea, and they walk through. Of course, I mean, you're smart people. You don't believe that stuff, right? I do. I do. Because a God who raises Jesus from the dead parts the sea. And you know, here's the thing. 
when you're lying on your deathbed, what's, what's that all about? What is Jesus saying? I'll part the sea and you'll walk through. You see why it's so important to believe the Bible? And why it's important to believe every part of the Bible? Because in my death, I'm hoping and praying and believing for a, a Red Sea that's going to open up and I'm going to walk straight through. Do you believe that? We need a reformation in the church. We need to let the church set us, uh, the, Jesus to set us free. You know, the other day I was watching TV and there was a guy who was being interviewed and uh, he runs an outreach mission in Los Angeles where they have all those homeless people. Talk about desperation. You got maybe 50,000 people living in the heart of America's biggest city under conditions that are the same in a, a, a village in El Salvador. And this guy's going out there with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they go, how do you do this? And he says, well, this is the way I look at it. You look at all the stuff we do in church. I go, okay. Uh, he, like, we sing in church, right? Do we sing in church? Of course, everybody likes to sing in church. Well, it's so much for me. But anyways, that's another story. But um, Revelation say we sing in heaven. Well, uh, pray. We pray in church. We're going to pray in heaven. Uh, we're going to uh, worship. In, we worship in church. We're going to worship in heaven. Read Revelation. We're going to have fellowship in heaven. We have fellowship here. Jesus, you know, we have holy communion. Jesus says that is a foretaste to the feast to come. Earth, heaven. There's only one thing that the church does on earth that we're not going to do in heaven and that share the gospel with an unbeliever because in heaven there will be no unbelievers. I was slain by that. But we have to be prepared to speak to the unbeliever. And that's why we gather together. So we're strengthened. So, you know, what's the takeaway from today? People are scared. And we have a message of hope and don't be afraid. People want to know about sin and good and evil. Do we have, do we know what that is in the church? Sometimes I wonder, but look at the Bible. It'll tell you. People want to talk about it. But we need to talk about it in love. And we need to let Jesus do the talking in the gospel. Amen? So we're uh, song, uh, full of grace. It's going to give us some. Uh, a, a we're going song. to sing our next our sermon hymn. Heaven came down. So please stand and sing along with the words. Mm -hmm. 
continues with our offering. The voice I 
He speaks in the sound of His voice. If so sweet, the birds hush their singing, and the melody that He gave to me within my heart is ringing. And He walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known none other and join me in our offertory response. We give thee but thine own Whatever the gift may be All that we have is thine alone A trust, O Lord, from thee May we thy bounties thus as stewards true receive and gladly as thou blessest us to thee our first fruits give amen let us pray almighty and everlasting god you are worthy to be held in reverence by all the mortal race we give you thanks for the innumerable blessings which despite our unworthiness you have showered upon us. 
We praise you especially that you have preserved for us in their purity your saving word and the sacred ordinances of your house. Grant and preserve to your church throughout the world purity of doctrine and faithful pastors who shall preach your word with power and help all who hear rightly to understand and to firmly believe your word of truth. Protect and defend our people in time of tribulation and danger that we in communion with your church and in the unity of all Christian people may fight the good fight of faith and in the end receive the fullness of salvation. Upon all the nations of the earth bestow your grace, especially we ask you to bless our land and all its inhabitants and all who are in authority. Cause your glory to dwell among us and let mercy and truth, justice and peace everywhere prevail. We commend to your care all of our schools that nurture, nur virtue and useful knowledge may be nourished and the wholesome fruits of life may abound. In your mercy, defend us from all calamities by fire and water, from war and pestilence, from scarcity and famine. Protect and prosper all who labor and cause all useful arts to flourish among us. Show yourself to be a helper of the sick and the needy and a comforter of the forsaken and distressed. And Lord, we lift up to you all those that in our bulletin that have lost loved ones, that have lost their health, we pray and beg you to heal them. Lord Jesus, accept, we pray, our bodies and souls, our hearts and minds, our talents and powers, together with these gifts as our offering of praise. And as we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us to prepare for the world to come, doing the work which has been given for us to do while it is day, before that night comes, and no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom, where with your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, you live and reign, God, forever. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom, and we sing the prayer that you taught us. <laughs> our Father,
Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord's countenance always be before you. And may he give you peace. Amen. We'll conclude our service with our final hymn. And then we can go in peace and serve the Lord. Savior died, down where for cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was the blood applied, glory to his name, glory to his name, glory to his name, there to my heart was the blood applied, glory to his name, I am so wondrous from sin, Jesus so sweetly abides within, there at the cross where he took me in, glory to his name, glory to his name, glory to his name, there to my heart was the blood applied, glory to his name. Precious fountain that saves from sin, I am so glad that I entered in. There Jesus saves me and keeps me clean. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. Glory to His name. There to my heart was the blood applied. Glory to His name. Come to this fountain so rich and sweet, cast your poor soul at the Savior's feet, plunge him today and be made complete. Glory to his name, glory to his name, glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied, glory to his name. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Glory to his name, glory to his name. There to my heart was the blood applied, glory to his name.